The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Hello, everyone. Yes, and welcome to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Yes, I am your host, Vincent Jenna. Um, I hope there's a whole bunch of people applauding right now. Every time Stephen Colbert does that at night, they introduce in the now late night with Stephen Colbert. And then he comes on and says... Yes, um, this is Late Night, and I am Stephen Colbert, your host, Stephen Colbert. And everybody starts applauding like crazy again because he said his name. I don't know if they're applauding because he remembers his name um, or because he is a personality. I would figure the latter. But yes, I am Vincent Jenna, psychic therapist, medium, spiritual teacher, author, and soon-to-be published author, book, first book coming out um, in 2022. Very excited about that, very stressed about that, so I can also get that done. I have editing that I'm finishing up on this year. I have to get that all done. I hope everybody had a fabulous Halloween. We are in November, the month of Thanksgiving and gratitude. And we talk, it takes the whole month to really talk about that. You really need to be coming back every single week here, Uh, especially the last week is the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm excited about that. I'm going to do a special power prayer leading us into Thanksgiving and the new celebration year of gratitude Uh, it's going to be a reverie it should uh, allow for an experience or two during it so make sure you're here then the day before thanksgiving and my other weeks are going to be great too because here's the thing and this is what today's show about we're beginning is gratitude gratitude and thankfulness and thanksgiving and why it was all created and yes i know the pilgrims got here over in America, and, and uh, uh, the Indians helped us set up and learn how to to plant what grows here, and then harvested it, and and we were so grateful, and we wanted to share with them, and that's that's when we first got here, and we were getting along. Um, hopefully, the story is still that way, um, originally that way from the beginning, and not that it's been passed down to be glorified, because we certainly know what happened afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, yes, but we celebrate Thanksgiving for something higher, and it's not just a U.S. holiday. That's the thing. 
This is something that should be celebrated throughout the world and each have their own means of celebrating gratitude and reminding them of gratitude and why gratitude is so important. And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Um, On the other shows next week and the week after, we'll be talking about uh, what to be thankful for and and um, what you're not thankful for that you should be thankful for and what you've been thankful for that you shouldn't be thankful for. Yes, if that sounded confusing, make sure you join me in the next couple of weeks. I'm all about gratitude. I'm all about doing the right thing. If you you always hear the theme of my shows and my work, I tend to point out what's not working, what's not working. Um, right, God, it's not working. Um, stop stopping yourself, right? I, it, I'm, I'm definitely one to grab by the shoulders. That's why I'm referred to as the tell it like it is psychic. Tell it like it is. We need to know what we're doing wrong in order to know what to do right. And the reason why I'm pointing it out, yeah, there's a lot of people pointing out everything that you're doing right. And I talk about that too. Obviously, I have to go into the part about what we're doing right and what to do right. Not just what we're doing right, but what you need to do, which is right and best and more beneficial and will add to your evolvement and growth. But in the meantime, there's look at look at life, look at the way it's been going, look at the world, look at the stress and the strain and everything in it that's that's not going well, that needs to be changed so that there's more going well. And so, yes, I tend to point out what's not working. Well, we get, I know we've had all our lives uh, what we're doing wrong. No, you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do that. And that's when we were kids and that was the wrong time to give it to us because we didn't have a wherewithal. We didn't have a mind to really, really assimilate that and understand it truly without blaming ourselves and putting ourselves down. You know, well, you need to do this. You can do better at that. You can do better at this. You got a B, you can get an A, right? You need to be motivated. You can't just sit around all day. You have to go get a job. You have to go to school, got to graduate. You got to get a degree. It's the only way you're going to succeed in life. You have to succeed. You have to go out and make money. So there's so many things that we've been told that we have to do. We have to do. We have to do what we have to do. What we should do. But in the spiritual realm is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the earthly mundane world of what you need to learn to do and not do. I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. If you're wanting to walk a spiritual path, then the steps you take need to be pointed out as to whether they're in the light or whether they're in the dark. Are you moving forward or not moving at all? Do you have a higher attitude and belief system or a lower attitude and belief system that has to be pointed out somebody needs to be able to point that all out right because we keep trying the good things don't we don't we you're listening right now you're listening to all the shows maybe and some other people and and so you're trying to grow 
You're trying to expand your understanding so that you can make your life work, so that you can create what you want. We've been told we can create what we want. We talk about this all the time, manifesting and fulfilling your dreams. So we're we're told what you need to do to fulfill them and you need to believe in to fulfill them. But there are very few people that are tending to point out what you're doing that's getting in the way of fulfilling them. And that's where I feel my role is. I need to point that out for everybody because I've known what I've done that has gotten in my way. And it was so important for me to understand that. And it wasn't until somebody pointed it out. That's why I'm so passionate about that. Not because I get joy out of telling you what you're doing wrong, but I get joy out of telling you what's gotten in your way, that it's not you, that it's not, it's not something terrible about you. It has nothing to do with it. You don't deserve to manifest all that you want, that you're not worthy to manifest all that you want, that you're not good enough, that you're not lovable. That's not what I am saying. I don't want you feeling that because that's what people feel when they're not manifesting. When they're failing, when they see other people around them obtaining their dreams and their desires and their goals and They're so happy and content. And even if they're not happy and content all the time, they know how to become happy and content. And they see that. And when you see that and it's not happening to you, man, oh man, oh man, that is a bummer. That's a bummer. That makes you feel like crap. I think I can say crap on the show. I'd like to say something else. Right? You feel bad. You feel down on yourself. It's me. It's got to be me. Something's wrong. So, yeah. So I turn around and I tell you, well, no, it's nothing wrong with you. See, that's what you're doing wrong is you're believing there's something wrong in you. So I've got to point out that you're believing the wrong thing in order to believe the right thing. You can't just assume you're believing the right thing and everything is going to work. It's not. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work just because you think you're believing in something that does work that everybody has told you you have to believe in. Oh, yes, I believe in myself. I believe in God. No, you don't if it's not working. Something's getting in the way. And I'm going to point it out. And so today is about gratitude. And I can assure you that many of you think you know what gratitude is. You think you do. And maybe you do. But there is a good portion of people out there that have no idea what gratitude really is. Oh, they got the definition. Webster always has wonderful definitions. You know, whatever Cambridge Dictionary, whatever dictionary you want to use, the definition is there, right? A sense of appreciation for something. But no, it's, it's, it's gratitude is more than that. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, anytime any of you listeners have a call of a question for me, I absolutely want you to be able to call it and I will interrupt any of my talk to answer your questions and the reason why i'm bringing that up is because i have a caller right now who has a question for me that i would love her to um share with me on the line okay so uh joanne you're on the air with me and you're 
calling from New Jersey. That's where we moved Hi. to from is New Jersey. How are you today, hon? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. So, Joanne, what is your question for me today when we're talking about gratitude and we're in Thanksgiving month and gratitude month? Well, my question is, um, and I was, I am, I, I do believe I know what gratitude is. I, I try to be grateful and think about the positive, you know, happenings and blessings around me. Um, I am having trouble, though, lately with that. I had recently in September lost my job position and I'm finding myself um, kind of in self-doubt and I'm starting to lose that sense of gratefulness out of just the fear if I'm going to be able to be successful in getting another job. Hmm. So your question is worded for me. If you, if I will be able to be successful at getting, um, you know, another job. What makes you think you won't before I answer that fully? What makes you think you wouldn't? I believe because the contacts that I've made just to those professional type of people that we're trained to have to deal with, staffing agencies, unemployment people, et cetera, talking the negative talk about, you know, you're going to be asking too much. You're, it's going to be very hard to find that. Um, how are you going to, we, we don't know if we can promise that. Um, so that's what's making me nervous about it. It's just the feedback. It's the temper, temperature kind of of the that I've taken of the individuals around me because if I was hearing like oh there's tons of admin jobs or customer service admin jobs you'll be able to make pretty close what you did I'm not looking for exact but relatively just to you know pay for my home and my son and it's because of that negative talk you know in the COVID and how they're telling me that it could be that it's causing me to start second guessing and I'm only starting to get my resume out there today, tomorrow, et cetera, because I wanted to get everything really aligned a little bit better with where I am now with my personal information. And it's just making me feel so drained and right. scared. Yeah, the message is out there. Okay, all right, hold on, Joanne, listen now. And this is for everybody who is listening. That was perfect, and thank you for sharing that. Um, And I'm certainly uh, going to give you personal answer, but definitely a a general one, because it does apply to everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. First of all, it doesn't make a difference if people were saying out there, the sun is not working anymore and it's not rising. If you want to believe that it's rising, you will manifest and create it rising at least for you. If it's wind up being dark for everybody else, then that's fine because that's what they choose to believe. It's your belief systems Mm -hmm. that will manifest and create, not everybody else's. And that is one of the things that we need to get an understanding of for everybody. It makes no difference if somebody is telling you, you're not going to be able to get this job. You're not going to be able to get that job. You can't 
um, you can't do this. You're not capable of doing this. You're not capable of doing that. Um, uh, um, uh, the finances in the world are horrible. The housing market is terrible. You're not going to sell a house. You're not going to find a house. I don't care what society tells you. If you want to believe in that, then you are just a member of them and their false beliefs. Or you create your own. I have never have been affected by the majority. I am constantly affected by what I believe, not what everybody else believes. And as long as I followed that, then it, my entire life worked out. So, so, of course, they want to tell you those things. Now, here's the oddity about that, Joanne. I'm here in North Carolina, and you I don't know who you are talking with, but they are so desperate for people in jobs in every single state that the, some people are giving bonuses and raising salaries in order to get workers. So the idea that there is no job market for you is absolutely nonsense, and it doesn't matter what field you're in. It uh, doesn't matter admin or anything. There are not enough people working today. And so there's plenty of job openings. That's number one. Now, you can believe that or not believe that. Number two, one of the things that you have to understand about yourself, Joanne, you don't want an admin job. And I can tell you that right now, which is the reason why you lost it to start with, why you're not working. And why you're afraid to send any resumes out because you truly don't want that. Your soul does not want to be doing something less than your capacity. And you need to sit down and start thinking about what you really should be sending your resume to and what you should really be thinking about the type of work you want to do, which is much more helpful and creative and dealing with people um, on a higher level Um, You need to tap into your abilities. You need to tap into your creativeness, your desires, and and your dreams. And yes, while you're being a mom right now, you can still get a flexible job. Even that, even when there's no position out there, you can actually create a position. You like a particular company and the type of work they do. I have known so many people and so many of my clients, I told them, send a resume to the company you like, tell them what you'd really like to do and watch what happens. And all of a sudden, the company winds up creating a position for that person. One that they didn't have before, but they got this resume, they got this letter, they said, wow, what a wonderful idea, let's bring this person on, bingo, they get a job in what they would really like to do. That's what happens and happens all the time. You need to have a higher belief of yourself, stop worrying, and stop listening. You're not in an area of positiveness, even though you can try to be as positive as you want, there's a lot of negativity in your region. Because of what's gone on with the coronavirus, and you're hearing that negativity, and that's the proof of it. But that negativity mm-hmm. has nothing to do with truth. The job awaits you when you want it. The holidays are coming up, so that is even more why it's difficult for you to get back into work, even though you want to. Obviously, you need a salary, or you'd like a salary in order to, to remain comfortable. So be thinking more of what you would really like to do and enjoy. Now, now there's two things that's coming to mind to me really quick for you. A one is a nonprofit 
um, because that's helping people, really impacting helping people. There are plenty of wonderful ones up in the New Jersey area. And two, something about books just popped up. Um, I don't know, promoting them, putting them out there, working with them in some way. And I'm, I'm not talking about in a library or a bookstore or anything like that, working with authors cool. or, or, or something yourself. Yeah. Um, what stands out with you when I say books? Schools. I don't know. Schools. Okay. Do you like working in schools or with people? I, I, and not with children. would be more with adults. Um, are you yeah, that's what I've been trying to, to look school. at positions because I would always want it to work, even though it's an admin, but just around a people in a school district. I've, I've talked to them a lot. They've been a lot of customers that I've dealt with. I like that. Okay. All right. Well, here is the thing. And this is for now, too, because you need to also be thinking about your own business and and that we can talk about another time. But a book um, I'm getting uh, just so you know, I got books. I ordered a book and it was for real estate school because I did it in the past and I let it go. I dropped it. But then helping people, I am just about to take my my class. This online class for um, real estate certification again licensing well there you go there that's a better way and better direction and you shouldn't be fearful play with the universe that you're part of and say hey listen okay Mm -hmm. i want to get a job right now the holidays are here it would be nice to get some money in but i also want something i'm going to enjoy in the meantime it's not permanent It's only in the meantime. I need some flexibility with that. So bring me into this area. I would love to do, if I'm doing admin work, I wouldn't mind doing it in a school district, something like that. Let something pop up. Show me, direct me. I'll look, make it stand out to me. Bring it on. I'm ready. I'm going for it. Let's go. Okay. That's what you need to say. That's what you need to Mm -hmm. feel. And then mm-hmm. get the job and play in that job. And as you're thinking about expanding where you really want to be, and that's what you need to yeah. do, especially coming into 2022 for you. Okay, Joanne. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Really? I wish you the yeah. best. You take care now and okay. have a wonderful right. Thanksgiving and continue to listen Thanks. to the show. We're going to be talking more about gratitude. I will keep listening today. All right. Sounds wonderful. Bye-bye. So, yes, see, that's that's great. That's wonderful. Thank you, Joanne, for calling. I hope everybody was listening to that. you got to understand we're we're so influenced. Oh, my gosh, we're so influenced. We wonder why we're not getting what we want. One, we're not going after what we want. That's one big thing. And two, we keep listening to everybody else. Oh, don't do that. Or that's not a good direction to go. Well, that's foolish. That's immature. Or that's not practical. You're not going to make any money from that. Or nobody has done that before. How are you going to get to do it? Or who do you think you are? What are you going to create a whole new job? I just that I just spewed out a ton of negative comments that we get from the entire environment, people, family, people who call themselves family and friends, and they do nothing but limit us. They're limited. You know who you want to take advice from if you're going to take advice from anybody? But it's you, number one, your higher self and spirit, that right there. That's the number one place to take advice from. The second, look at happy, successful people. And I don't mean CEOs of major companies. 
I mean people who are pursuing their dreams. I don't care how much they're making, whether they're making millions or whether they're making just enough to, to live the life they'd like. Happy, successful people know what they're doing. Okay? Don't look at unhappy, successful people because they're not successful then. In order to be successful, all areas of your life must be balanced out, not just one. Success has nothing to do with the amount of money you're making. Success has nothing to do with your position in a company or your title. Success has to do with, do you know how to make it work? (laughs) You know what we're talking about. Are you grateful for the right things? And we're back to gratitude again. Gratitude. Okay, let's talk about gratitude, this appreciation. What is gratitude? What is what is behind gratitude? Now, how are how are you supposed to be grateful for something? Like I'm grateful for my life, grateful for my children. I'm grateful if you have a good marriage going. I'm grateful for my spouse, my partner. I'm grateful for my job. That's all those things. I'm grateful for the beautiful things I have in my home. What does that all mean? We say that word all the time. What does it invoke within you? See, what you have to understand, gratitude is not a thought process. It's a feeling process. And therefore, it could be about anything that makes you feel whole, that makes you feel real, that makes you feel genuine, that makes you feel divine, that makes you feel powerful. It's, it's a feeling that makes you feel God. That's what gratitude is. And did you know that God and spirit are just as grateful for us as we are for it? Think about that for a moment. How lonely and isolated would this intelligence be without us? Which is why it's intelligent. Because it created us. It created us to share. We think about what you have to share and who you have to share it with. You have to share it with anybody. You're meant to. There are so many things in our lives that we may not have to be grateful for. And we're going to continue talking about gratitude and what you should be grateful for on the other side of the commercial break that we are upon right now. Think about it. What are you? What what is gratitude really about? What does it do? What does it make you feel? And when we come back, we'll continue to talk about gratitude. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. We are in Thanksgiving month and gratitude time period for everyone all over the world. So stay with me.
We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm coming to you live, by the way, from Holly Springs, North Carolina, and I'm just so grateful to be here. And that's exactly what we're talking about is gratitude. What is gratefulness and gratitude? What is it supposed to do? Why do we have it? And are we really, do we understand what gratitude is? I mean, everybody keeps saying they do. I mean, it seems like such a simple word, but think of how you were taught to be grateful. How were you taught to be grateful? You know what comes to mind? The movie or the, or the story, it came from the book, Oliver, Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. And he was an orphan in an orphanage in, back in England. And it was a, um, a large orphanage back then. They used to house a lot of children, but they used to abuse them and mistreat them as within a lot of orphanages. And I remember the story of this one little boy, Oliver, who, I mean, they got mush for breakfast every single morning, right? Just oatmeal or porridge, whatever it was called back in England, right? And and after he finished, he was so hungry and he went up to the headmaster and he had the nerve and audacity to ask for more, more and if you don't know the show, go watch the musical. It's fabulous, Oliver. More. And he was told you should be grateful for what you had. You should be grateful for what you had. You should be grateful for what you have. Should we? Think about that for a moment. So how was gratitude drummed into our minds? Was it drummed in from a point of joy and happiness? Or was it drummed in as a point of you should be feeling grateful you have a home? You should be feeling grateful that you have a car that you have finances. I mentioned all those things that you should be grateful for. You should be. You should be. Why should we be grateful for any of that? If you think about it, and we say, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful I have a car. Doesn't it make it seem like we're lucky and fortunate? Isn't that, aren't those other words that have actually been used in place of the word gratitude? Fortunate. You're fortunate to have what you have. And yet, we're the ones that are supposed to be able to manifest all of that. So then what we're saying is, we're supposed to be grateful for what we've manifested or what our ability to manifest is? Is that what gratitude really was meant to be? 
because I was created. That's why I can have more of everything. I was created in the likeness of spirit and God, and I'm an unlimited being who deserves everything I want and desire. Right? Doesn't God have everything? Does God have everything, by the way? That's a question. Think about that for a minute. Does God have everything? Shouldn't it have everything? If it wanted anything, couldn't it just create it? So then it wants for nothing. How come we're not feeling that? We want for nothing. And we're grateful for everything. We want for nothing. We're grateful for everything. Because we're capable of creating it all. That's the feeling you're supposed to have. And then be grateful for yourself. Be grateful that you're able to create all of that. Gratitude is the feeling of joy. It truly is. It's the feeling of joy for your life. And joy for the things in your life. Not because you're not the poor sucker neighbor down the street who has nothing or is homeless. Not because you're not the person who caught coronavirus and is in the hospital or lost anybody who died. You're going you're gonna to experience somebody who's going to die so that you'd know, you, you're going to lose gratitude then if you have somebody who's died. died. Gratitude equals joy. It equals bliss. That's what gratitude is. And appreciation, that's not a good enough word. It's not. It's not a good enough word to describe the feeling that gratitude is supposed to invoke. Gratitude is not a thought. It's not an attitude. It's a feeling. It's just a feeling. Think about your child. Think about the joy and the feeling that you get from your child. Take the time to think about that. Albert Einstein said, yeah, think about what you're grateful for, but if you really want to put power behind it, think about why you're grateful for it. There's, that's what we're missing the most is why. If you're going to say something you appreciate, why do you appreciate it? And the as soon as you answer the why, you will come to because it brings me joy. Isn't that funny? Because it brings me happiness. My son and my daughter bring my wife and I great happiness. And that's gratitude, because I can feel that happiness. I can feel that joy. And so to sum up that feeling, I'm using the word grateful. You see what I did? I broke down the word grateful into what it's truly supposed to mean. I'm grateful. I'm not joyous because I'm less sick than my neighbor. 
I feel joy because I'm able to keep myself well. I feel joy in that. And that, therefore, is gratitude. I feel joy for my partner, Eileen. Great joy. She's in my life. She brings me great joy by the way she lives, by the people that love her. You see, you don't get to be grateful unless you're grateful for the right things. You don't get to experience the incredible feeling of gratitude unless you understand what it's all about. Oh, I'm grateful I have a partner. Why? So that she can make you sandwiches for lunch? That she could do your wash? Or that he could go and mow the lawn? Why? Why are you grateful? Why are you grateful? You understand being grateful is not enough. Understanding why and the joy and the happiness. And then when you feel joy and happiness for what you love in your life, that joy and happiness opens the doorways to the law of attraction and that's what's bringing in more not just for feeling gratitude and writing it down and saying thank you it was wonderful i'll give you an experience and this was even before i did the damn exercise i did a wonderful lecture this weekend um for Marcy Sminoff, Sminoff, and Lisa Gar. I apologize, Marcy. Marcy um, wrote, uh, co-wrote with Jack Canfield several of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Lisa Gar has an incredible show and is a, and is a personality who's interviewed very wise, spiritual person. Interviewed all all of the great people out there you know so so big people and they invited me to do a retreat to be the special guest of a retreat that they did for the retreat was for 200 women but they have 5,000 women in the group that they both that they established it's a year-long miracle making group of women so it was 200 women that I did this lecture for and it was absolutely fabulous And I really, I just opened up and I would just let myself, I got off that lecture and I said, oh my God, I got to get a copy of that because that's my next book. I don't know what the heck I said. It was fabulous. I know that. I heard the background, you know, you always know when you're in the zone after you've said something and you've forgotten what you've said and you need to play back again, because obviously you're not in your conscious thinking mind. You're in a higher consciousness another dimension where your in, in information from your attachment to your higher self is just pouring within you. That's exactly what happened to me this Saturday, just poured within me. And apparently it had a great effect. And that night I turned to my wife and I said, oh my gosh, Lisa has such a fabulous show. I've known her for years and she may have heard of me, but she of course found out more about me more recently, but I've known her for a long time ago and even tried to get hooked up with a gateway manager or PR people and get on a show. And it's been really hard and long coming. And then I sat, you know, and I said, I really would love to be one of those people. Michael Beckwith has been on it. Wayne Dyer, 
Louise Hay, um, Deepak Chopra, um, uh, Joe Dispenza. I can go on and on and on and on. Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton, all of the current luminaries today, half of them that have been on and are ho- even hosts on this show have been on uh, Lisa Gar's The Awareness Show. And she's on Gaia TV, all the TV networks and a whole bunch of stations throughout the broadcast stations FM broadcast stations throughout the United States as well as international. Right now, he was just like, oh, man, I, I would love to be on her show. That's all I said. And I had a feeling within my heart of I deserve to be on her show. It really was. In the, in the beginning, I did not have that feeling because I was just starting out as a luminary, and this is mover and shaker. And um, I had to earn my way up there with the others. But now I finally feel up there, that's for sure. I put the work in and done a lot. And I felt deserving. I would love to do her show. That would be really nice. Really nice. That was Saturday night. Monday morning, I received the most gorgeous bouquet of thank you from the both of them. Unbelievable bouquet of flowers. Thank you, guys. And then I get an email from Lisa Gar. We would love you. I would love you. You were fantastic. You, they all loved you. I would love for you to be on my aware show. Let's set up an interview date. And there you go. Bingo. Now, I was grateful because it brought me such joy that I achieved another dream such joy and happiness. Yes, it brought me joy and happiness. It brings me joy and happiness to help people. I'm very grateful for that. It brings me joy and happiness to share my good fortune and my talents and my skills with the world. It brings me great happiness for that. I'm very grateful for that. It brings me great joy that I can go to the gym and work out and feel strong and, and develop my muscles and look good and fit in my clothes. Well, I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for the choices that I've made. There's such joy that it brings me that I don't look my age or what people would expect me to look at 66 years old. Because it has brought me great joy to keep myself vital with a vital attitude and a vital physical lifestyle. I'm very grateful for that. It, it brings me incredible joy to go and visit friends, family, different places, and meet new people. I'm very grateful for that. It brings me great joy that I have the skills to communicate with deceased loved ones for my own purpose and to be able to help other people. I love doing that. It brings me great joy. I'm very grateful for that. And everything in my life is bringing me joy. The direction that I'm taking the way my life is evolving, the growth that I've made has brought me great joy and happiness. 
The strength that I have had during the coronavirus has brought me great joy and happiness. And I'm very grateful for that. The friends I can have fun with, they bring me great joy. It brings me wonderful joy to share time with them, to laugh with them, to cry with them, to share sorrow with them and grief with them. It brings me great joy to be able to do that. And for that, I'm grateful. So I hope you get the understanding of what I'm trying to say here. When you think about what to be grateful for, you have to think about why. You have to find the joy. Joy and gratitude must link together and go hand in hand. There is no joy in being grateful for surviving a storm, for surviving a hurricane, for surviving a disaster, for surviving a plague or a pandemic. But there is great joy in knowing that the choices that you've made, what you've done to stay healthy, what you've done to be able to be strong and protect yourself in your life. That brings me joy. That brings me great happiness for that. I am grateful. So I hope you see the difference. It's not a fine line either because one is stated from a negative place and perspective. One is from a place of, Well, I'm grateful I'm not poor. Well, I'm grateful I'm not starving. Well, I'm grateful I'm not sick. Well, I'm grateful that I'm not homeless. See, that's how we've been taught to be grateful. Be grateful you've got food on your plate. Do you know that there are children in other countries that are starving today? Be grateful you've got shoes to wear. Do you know that there's children that walk bare feet, foot everywhere? Be grateful you have a job. Do you know how many people are unemployed in the world? That's what we've been taught, how to be grateful. And that is the reason why we cannot replicate joy and bliss in our lives. Because we don't even understand or pay attention to what brings us joy and bliss. And so, yes, one month out of the year here in the United States, we've created a day of Thanksgiving. What were the pilgrims grateful for? They were grateful they were able to grow the food they did, that they put their skill and their learning to work for them, that they were able to cultivate and harvest and then cook all these wonderful meals. And they were grateful they had friends at that time that they can share all that wonderful meal with because that brought them all joy. And that's what the celebration of Thanksgiving is truly all about. And it's not 
just the United States that can celebrate that. It's the world and everywhere. And even the people who are lying in the street and the children that aren't being fed the way they should or treated the way they should, everybody who has some kind of despair can still have the joy of the opportunity to grow, of the opportunity to change their lives. You know, I understand what it feels like to have nothing to be down, to be tormented. I was in that place. I was in that place. And no, it didn't bring me joy to be feeling lack back then, lack of friends, lack of control, lack of worthiness. It didn't make me feel that good. But something did make me feel good. The fact that I had my mind and I had my heart and I had my soul and I had my own choices to make and I had my own thoughts and my own beliefs. And it was through the thoughts and the beliefs that gave me more opportunity to change my life, to attract love, to then create a family of joy and happiness. So from a place of self-hatred and loathing and doubt and no friends and no worthiness and thinking no family loved me or cared for me, that I wasn't good, I still had my mind, I still had my soul, and I wouldn't let that go. And that led me to who I am today. So from the rock bottom, you can get all the way to the top when you realize that there is the joy of you being alive. This is Vincent Jenner. This has been the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Be grateful as I am to you, listeners, because you bring me joy. You bring me joy because I get to share my message and hopefully touch your lives. And that brings me great joy. And for you, I am forever grateful. We'll see you next week. Come on back. This is Thanksgiving month. We've got a lot more to learn so that we can go into 2022 creating more. Take care. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.